It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Here's something to think about. Most of our time is spent at work. And if you work from age 18 to 67, you'll have worked 92,120 hours. And as most of us agree, the meetings we take during that time suck. (laughs) My guest today is Cameron Harold. He's TED Talk speaker and the man behind 1-800-GOT-JUNK and author of the book, Meetings Suck. And Cameron's got some insights into the kind of New Year's resolutions we all need to make it work. Welcome, Cameron. Hey, Amy. Thanks for having me. Well, gosh, you know what? I have to agree. Meetings often do suck. And as I have come into the new year, I've tried to streamline the number that I have. But you've got so many tips about how we should approach it, how we should train employees to to engage in them. Why don't you just start it off? What What got you to writing this book in the first place? I was actually working with one of the clients that I coach, a company that has about 600 employees, and they were complaining about meetings and how much they suck. And I said, you know, I don't think they actually do suck. Have you ever had any training on how to attend meetings or how to run meetings or even what meetings to have? And they said, no. And I said, I think the problem isn't that meetings suck. It's that we suck at running meetings. And then I dug in with a lot of my coaching clients and realized that that was actually the source of the problem was no one has really ever, ever had any training on how to actually run or attend meetings. So I just decided to codify it and pull it all into an easy book that all employees at all companies should be reading to teach them how to actually run them for once. Well, you know, glancing through the stuff that your publicist sent, I thought, oh, my gosh. First of all, I recognized myself in some of it, and I recognized shortcomings of my team and I in some of it. One of the first things you say is cell phones don't belong in a meeting, and I am guilty of that. I take it all the time, and I don't know what I think I'm going to do with my phone. I'm not checking it, but it's like I'm I'm indicating that I'm ready for something else, aren't I? It's just a bad move. Well, it's like going on a date. If you're going to go on a first date, you're not going to bring your cell phone to the table. You're actually going to be completely present with the person you're with. Otherwise, you'll book it for a different time. So what I want people to do is check their cell phone at the door and just leave it on the floor or leave it on the table right at the door and be completely present at the meeting that they're actually in. And then if they're too busy to be able to do that, that's okay. Opt out of the meeting. We should be allowing our employees to opt out of meetings instead of forcing them all to attend. We all recognize that we're busy and we have competing priorities, but let's decide to be completely present and working on the ones that we are. And that's really why one of my core rules is book all of your meetings for half the time you first think about booking them for, is let's compress time to get the stuff done so that we can get back to work and get on with our busy days. I agree with you there. I I think, first of all, half hour sounds delightful. An hour starts to be a stretch. But when someone takes a meeting over an hour, I think it's almost, you know, cruel and unusual punishment because you can't you can't focus and stay on task. And and I think if you're not condensed enough coming in, do you know what I mean? You just haven't planned well for the meeting, I guess. But how do you train someone to attend the meeting? How do you train them to be a participant? What are some tips there? Well, one of the core things is to remember that if we're inviting people to a meeting, we want them to participate. So we need to give them a format to do that. So I talk about it in Meeting Sucks that I like giving everyone a pack of post-it notes or have post-it notes sitting on the table and have all attendees write down their ideas, one idea per post-it note. And then I start with the newest employee or most junior employee first, and they read out their ideas going around the table and ending with the most senior person last. So really, the CEO is always speaking last in the meetings. And by the time it even gets to them, more often than not, they don't need to say anything because all the good ideas have already been raised. 
plus it gives them a chance to get everyone else in the room to be heard. So again, it's just really a good format that if you're going to bring people into the meeting, make sure you're giving them a chance to actually speak. Yeah, I love that idea. And that is easy and something anyone could implement. I think the other thing it does is it keeps someone a little bit more on the edge of their seat because it's easy to hide at a meeting, isn't it? (laughs) Well, and then that's really one of the reasons why people think meetings suck is they're like, why am I even here? You've invited me, but you're not letting me talk. You're not giving me a chance to be heard. Or I don't even think my ideas are valuable. I'd rather be back at my desk working. And I like people to opt out of meetings as much as opting in. You know, we need to not make it a badge of honor to just show up at things. We only have three resources, people, time, and money. And in the eight hours a day we've got to be working, we need to decide, should I be sitting in a meeting contributing or should I sit back at my desk or with my team working on core projects? And we need to allow people to opt out of meetings based on the agenda and whether they see they can add um, value or not. Yeah, very inspiring, Cameron. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Cameron Harold. His latest book is Meetings Suck, and it's resolutions that we all need to make at work right now. Well, so we're training people to be active in the meeting. I love the post-it note idea. I love people being able to opt out. However, if my team's listening, you can't. No, I'm kidding. I'll try. Um, But I'm wondering, you talk about how to plan your work and work your plan. Tell me a little bit about what that means. Yeah, so we sit down and actually take a look at what do we want to cover in the meetings and make a list of all the key areas or key you know, points that you want to cover or talk about or discuss or debate. And then think about how many minutes do you want to work on each of those items and put them in order, add up the number of minutes, and that should become the, the number of minutes you need to actually run the meeting. What tends to happen now is people say, oh, let's get together for a day or let's get together a half day or let's book a, an hour meeting without thinking about the agenda. So I like employees to say no agenda, no attenda. Like if you're asking me to come to a meeting and I don't know what we're covering and in what order and how many minutes we're spending on it, I'm tentative. I'm not sure if I'm going to come or not yet. So when you have that plan, then you can actually walk into the meeting and work through it step by step and you can actually finish exactly on time. That is, I wrote down no agenda, no attenda. That is fantastic. (laughs) I love that a lot. And you're so, I mean, this is just, it's common sense. It's not like... Any idea that might not have filtered across our brains, but you've brought it to reality, and that's pretty amazing. So one of the other points you bring up is how to encourage your team to run a meeting without you. I think that is something I would love to know more about. Well, this is where the best companies on the planet all run meetings, but they're running them because they've trained the best people on how to do it. A leader's job is to grow people. It's not to actually tell them what to do. It's to grow them. So if we can train our employees on how to run highly effective meetings, how to lead meetings, how to get people to participate, how to start on time and stop five minutes early, if we can give them those simple tools, they can actually execute meetings and we can get on with either running other meetings or working with the rest of our day. So that's why, you know, a third of the book meetings suck is how to attend meetings and how to participate at them. A third is how to run and lead meetings. And then a third of the book is what meetings you need to actually run and build a highly successful company. And so give us a little glimpse into what those meetings are. What meetings do we really need? Well, every company needs to have their annual review or annual planning meeting. So that's when you sit out two to three months prior to the start of the calendar year and you come up with your core goals for the year, your core objectives for the year, and your core projects for the year. And you make sure that you're building the plan to execute towards your three-year vivid vision. And then each company also needs to have a quarterly planning meeting. That's usually held two to three weeks prior to the start of each quarter to press reset on that plan. You need your monthly strategy meetings, your monthly financial review meetings, and your weekly one-on-one coaching meetings. And then you've got your seven-minute all-company stand-up daily huddle. 
And I codify each of those in the book, Meeting Suck, as well, and teach you how to run them so that you get a lot more growth out of the company and you don't have the miscommunication that happens with a lot of our written communication internally. Yeah, written communication, that's it for sure. And you mentioned that that causes some of the biggest conflict. And partly, I think it's because you can't read the inflection and the tone. But also, I agree with you, partly it's volume. Is there any sort of strategy you have, or is this not something you've even approached yet, about email, you know, um, how to write, as as you train people to do a meeting, how about emails? I mean, do you think brevity is key? Do you think that people prattle on? It's very key. It's, it's, to, it's to actually try to keep all of your emails to five bullet points or less. Try to actually bullet point your emails out to make it clearer for people because we do breeze through things and, and kind of scan. Um, and make sure you, you drop in a couple of smiley faces. But I even like to get away from email and quickly hop on an app like Boxer or like um, Zoom or, or FaceTime and just have a quick little video back and forth with somebody. It's just much more powerful when you can actually engage over video or over voice than over just using email. Wow, that's a good... I don't know Boxer or Zoom. I'm going to have to check those out. So, okay. So I love this sort of plan of the meetings that we have to have. But one thing that you brought up was the one-on-ones. So is the person who is conducting the 101, if you have a larger staff, how do you keep that from overtaking your life? Or is that really what we should be focused on anyway? Yeah, a leader's job is to grow people. So you should only ever have eight direct reports unless they're all running exactly the same job. So the CEO should only have five to six direct reports, and then each of the VPs might have six to eight direct reports. And I flip the org chart upside down where the CEO is at the bottom supporting the VPs who are supporting the managers who are supporting the staff who are supporting the customers. You look at it like an inverted pyramid. So if our job is to grow people, the one-on-one coaching meeting, which is a 30-minute one-on-one meeting, there's actually three things happening. You're coaching the direct reports. You're helping them with any of the problems they're having or projects they're working on. You're giving them emotional support, cheering them on where they need it, and also making sure that they realize that they're being helped and they're not all by themselves. And then you're making sure that they're working on the right stuff, so the direction, and making sure that you're, you know, as a company, deploying your resources in the right way. So that's a really critical meeting. It's probably the most impactful meeting for the direct reports and also for the leader themselves. Wow, I am taking so many notes, which I often don't do in (laughs) interviews. Uh And I'm for sure going to grab this book. It's called Meetings Suck. And what a a guidebook. I mean, and you really do break it down beautifully for people to understand. So whether you're the one organizing the meeting, whether you're the one attending the meeting, here are some really great advice for you for the new year. And I can't see anything but great results coming from it. Again, Cameron Harold is the author of Meetings Suck. You can check out his TED talk. And Cameron, where can we send people for more information about you? Sure. The main website is CameronHerald.com and then my secondary is the COO Alliance. Fantastic. Cameron, thank you so much for joining us on Amy's Table. Oh, you're welcome, Amy. Anytime. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102.